What a fascinating yet challenging time to be a leader. And in this Leading by Nature series, I interview pioneering leaders from diverse organizations, exploring future fit leadership and organizational development. I'm Giles Hutchins, executive coach, senior advisor and author of many books, the latest being Leading by Nature, which explores the inner nature and outer nature of the organization and the inner and outer nature of the leader as they journey toward regenerative futures. Welcome to the Leading by Nature podcast with myself, Giles Hutchins, and my very special guests today, Nada Shirley and Rebecca Oatley, the joint CEOs of the communications agency, Willful. Thank you so much, Nada and Rebecca, for being here with me today. Thanks for having us, Giles. It's a great pleasure and a privilege. Hi, Giles. Lovely to have you both uh, in this conversation. So we're going to dive straight in by exploring a little bit about willful its reason for being um and perhaps you can just start by sharing maybe nada you can start and rebecca can add in a bit about uh willful's passion and its purpose thanks Giles. well to do that i'm gonna have to tell you a little story that starts about 20 years ago in fact which is the last time that rebecca and i worked together um and it was a, a time, if you remember, around about the, the late 1990s, early 2000s. It was a time of uh, great disruption and innovation because the Internet was changing the way that people did everything. Um, you know, business, the way we shopped, the way we dated online, the way that we banked. You know, fast forward um, to a couple of years ago uh, after Rebecca and I had each gone our separate ways and started our own agencies. Um and we were chatting and we we realized we had a bit of a eureka moment and we thought, you know, we're experiencing the same phenomenal wave of innovation again. But this time, um, the motivation we felt was very, very different. Um, last time it was about creating value, a lot of it for shareholders. Um, this time it felt like people were really trying to bring solutions to the table that would help you know, help us live in a much more low carbon, sustainable way. Um, and we thought it felt like a really good time to bring our two agencies back together and to work together again, frankly, so that we would have uh, an evolved offer to, to meet this kind of immense change and this kind of big shift in the market. So, Rebecca, I don't know if you want to add anything to that. Yeah, I think it, I think the other thing to add to that is that, you know, as a as communications agency, we had seen with a lot of these founders and entrepreneurs, the impact of communications on their businesses, you know, and actually how a really, really good PR campaign can really kind of act as a catalyst to the growth of those those organizations. And, you know, let's face it, we need to move fast you know, to, to help companies solve the problems that we've got ahead of us. So I think we really felt that communications could play quite a significant part in reaching new audiences, in educating people about the solutions available through technology or, or through, you know, other things to, to help them do something positive to towards you know some of the big challenges that that we are all facing so you know it's also the role of communications i think we feel very passionately about in in you know helping innovators to to create change 
Yeah, well, communication is clearly important. I mean, human relationships in general and the work I'm doing really around leadership and organizational development really pivots on communications, you know, communicating with inside the organization, how the organization communicates with its wider stakeholder community is vital. Now, before we dive in a bit more about the interesting times we find ourselves in and how Willful is helping organizations with that, I just first want to sort of ask two female CEOs, uh, both driven, both passionate, uh, with active family lives and commitments outside work. Uh, how do you find that? How, are there any challenges with two of you together working alongside each other? What's really interesting, and I think it's quite important to point out, is that we're not sharing a job in the traditional sense of, you know, somebody kind of splitting the week and doing two and a half days each. We have a leadership role that is um, full-time um, and we're each trying to play to our strengths and our passions and, and bring different things to the organisation. So I'm going to ask Rebecca to elucidate on that one. <laughs> well, well, absolutely. Um, it's, you know, the role of a CEO is is a one with real breadth. You know, you have to have all sorts of different skills. You've got to have leadership skills. You've got to have financial acuity. You've got to have commercial vision. You know, one day you're a pioneer, the next day you're a champion. You know, it's quite rare to have an individual who can excel at all of those things. And I think that's one of the things that we realised, Giles, with you down in Springwood, was that we were looking at, you know, what success is to us and, and what a successful organisation could be. And, um, you know, I remember us having these sort of pieces of paper and you sending us off to, to different areas of the, of, of the clearing and writing down what success looked like to us. And, you know, we both came back with very similar visions, which was a fantastic foundation, you know. Um, and, you know, I think, Traditionally, we had been owner managers, we've been used to doing a little bit of everything. And there were always tasks that we absolutely delighted in and ones that we kind of left at the bottom of the to do list until absolutely necessary. And by sharing, you know, um, the, the responsibility, we were able to say, well, look, I feel very passionately about these areas. And, and, you know, whereas you feel very passionately about these. So we were able to kind of almost divide the success on a page. And, you know, gravitate towards the areas that we really feel fulfilled by. Um, and we kind of started there. So um, that has really helped us, I think, move forward into, you know, the role of co-CEO and, and will benefit the business, I'm sure. Yeah. And to be fair, you are. I, I can see that happening over the over the year now, how you, you're finding these areas that you're, 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 you're sort of resonating with more and, and loving and, and, and each complementing each other around that. Now, if we talk about the way in which Willful helps other organisations now, because uh, just as that passion around what you each want to do uh, as leaders, there's also a certain passion around what Willful is best serving uh, in terms of you can take on any work you wish, but actually there's some work that resonates better with the the essence of willful um, now we talked just yesterday when you were down here Rebecca in the woods we talked about some of the example clients that you're working with and how the, the, the sweet spot that you're finding with that and how that then resonates with the the essence of the organization of willful as it's emerging as it's adapting because it's still quite a young organization can you speak to a couple of the client initiatives that you're working with at the moment just to, for us to get a flavor of the value proposition that you're providing these organizations? Yeah, absolutely. 
most of our clients are in periods of significant change themselves. So whether they are a startup, um, you know, looking at rapid growth or whether they are an institution, a large organization, they are having to transform. And communications can really help that process. So our role is very much coming in and working with those organizations to help them evolve and use communications to assist that process. And we have very different clients on the two sides of our business. We have a, a B2B, a corporate team that focuses very much on, you know, larger organizations, you know, working with corporate communications. And then we have our uh, consumer team that's probably more focused on that, that kind of fast growth startup world. But, but the challenges are, are similar. So we, we take an approach where we really think about, you know, where communications can play a role. Um, and one of the things that we are seeing coming through quite significantly is the challenge of balancing being good with being commercial. And this is where communications can really excel because you know, good communications help businesses to actively use their positive actions to, to drive that commercial engine. So um, you know, I'm, I'm from a consumer uh, background, so I tend to start to think about things as the end consumer, as the audience, just as a, you know, just as a journalist does. So you know, we can understand what consumers need what they need to understand you know and we can help make them aware of what's available to them help to educate them to make the right decisions um so that's you know it's a fantastic opportunity and a real really kind of very responsible role that you know we are changing and, and shifting behaviors you know so that you know the the we're really seeing that coming through now in a lot of the work that we're doing Nada I, I don't know if you wanted to you know pick up on that yeah I mean look there there's a lot of noise at the moment it feels like there's a a bit of a bandwagon that a lot of people have woken up to and that being being green and being sustainable is suddenly you know the latest way to to get out in front of the queue for new customers um, and so one of the things that that we actively help clients to do is to you know figure out how how to cut through that noise and you know how to message what they're doing um, and we try you know we're talking about the passions of willful we try to use the the, the bit that we know about the sector um, to screen out the companies who we think are those bandwagon jumpers and only work with the good companies who we who we really truly believe have got something um you know, very, um, very good to add to bring to the market. And, you know, and then it's important that we help them then to be really clear and to really stand out and to get cut through because there is so much noise. And I think that's, you know, the role of good communications is not just to add to the noise, it's to help people to actually figure out what they need to say to be distinct and to be memorable. Um, and for people then to be able to notice them and, and, take action so i think that that is really for for us what characterizes you know our contribution Nas, absolutely right i was at um a dinner earlier this week and i was sat next to a journalist from the bbc and opposite a journalist from condé nast and we were discussing this very subject you know there's a great deal of responsibility on their shoulders and to their readers or, or listeners you know to communicate 
you know, the change and what we have to do, but they're very fearful of getting it wrong because there is so much noise, you know, so, um, you know, we, we, and they're under pressure. They have to create digestible news, shareable headlines, quick edited fixes, and it's very easy to get it wrong. So there's a there's because there is a lot of noise. There's a tremendous responsibility all the way through, and we feel it very keenly on our shoulders. And we and Nada and I discuss a lot about the kind of companies you know um, that come to us and whether actually you know, is this the right approach? Should we actually work with this company? You know, and that's, I suppose, our truth. You know, it's our guiding principle, really, which is, you know, our choices of the clients that we work, who we work with. It's really important. So let's take that truth, that sense of knowing when things feel right, that sort of resonance, um, as the two CEOs. Now, if we bend our beam of awareness into the organization willful it's growing it's adapting you brought these two organizations together and starting to infuse um and obviously you're in a, a difficult or not a difficult market it's, it's a a funny market a bumpy market let's call it that with a, a lot of challenges you know people you know, a lot of recruitment um people being poached by other organizations uh, you know it's a very hot market in many ways and it's up and down and no one knows what's around the corner uh, it's quite a challenge for a business um, leader or two ceos to sort of plan uh, into the future and to think about the growth of the organization. So can you speak to some of the challenges that you've been having? Um, developing, you know, we've been working around your culture and developing that and so forth. Uh, but first, um, uh, perhaps um, a lot, there was a lot, a lot of people are, are feeling this tension around retention and talent. Let's speak to that first before we get into culture. How are you finding that at the moment? So I'm happy to take that one. I mean, I think, you know, having, having worked in this industry for a long time I think you're right Giles you know it, it feels like there is no status quo anymore for for us and for a lot of other sectors and it feels like you know never really quite know what the next crisis is that you know business is going to face um, you know whether that's Covid or you know um, some, a, a conflict you know that's that's challenging global supply chains and and creating knock-on effects into our into our client base and that does impact on people's lives and, you know, the jobs that they want to do and the choices that they make. So, you know, all the way through these, these kind of macro issues do flow through and translate into day-to-day -day, um, concerns, you know, and considerations for people when they're thinking about their careers. So I think what that's helped us to do, you know, because we've, let's be honest, we've chosen to kind of blow up to very, um, very solid, um, very successful businesses and kind of smush them together when we didn't really have to, you know, we've chosen this path of, um, you know, our own disruption, if you like, so that we've been forced to evolve in this current market. So I think that's given us a real opportunity to challenge everything, to ask, you know, lots of questions. Do we have the right structure actually to attract and retain talent in this market? Is it okay just to have that kind of traditional agency hierarchy that pyramid um, or is there a better way of structuring ourselves so that we can do a better job of saying to people to really talented you know really kind of capable people come and work here don't go and work over there don't go and work in another agency don't go in-house don't go and work for a really purposeful NGO come here you know because actually you know I think that's the conversation that we're all being forced to have um, in order to win the war for you know the very best people and they are in short supply post brexit let's be honest you know the talent market has shrunk massively um 
And so with your help, I think, you know, one of the things that we've been able to do is to, to, to really start at first principles again and think about um, how to deconstruct that traditional parent-child kind of hierarchy in agencies and think about how we have a much more um, equal relationship where we empower people I mean it's a buzzword isn't it to empower people but I think you know for us it does actually mean something where you know we can have honest conversations with people about their opportunities for development within the agency um, and you know make sure that they understand that we're there for them and we've got their back um, and that we will help them develop you know really quickly um, and move their careers forward so Rebecca, do you want to jump in on that one? Because I know this is a subject very close to your heart. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, one of the areas that when we went through that um, success sheet uh, with you, Giles, is I gravitated towards was people and culture. So, um, so it, it, it's very much been something that you know I have been focused on, on over the the last uh, six months or so. Um, look. I think there's, to Nada's point, there is uh, a very real and, and probably something that we didn't see coming, uh, but a very real um, entrenchment that comes probably initially when you merge two different cultures, uh, two organisations together. And we went through it. You know, so you added kind of in the, the talent squeeze on top of that and the the you know, ridiculous salaries that people were being offered and this sort of unstable place of change. So yes, we did lose people. Um, and we went through the entrenchment. We went through it ourselves and we had to work through that, you know, ourselves as well. But what has happened is that it, it, uh, it forced us to think very hard about what we have to do to stop that. And again, we worked with you um, on this and we've we've put some sort of very straightforward simple things in place to start the ball rolling before we went through and did, any, did anything more sophisticated but the great news is you know we're, as you always say we're on a journey the great news is that things are starting and have actually now quite significantly moved forward so we're in a good place with this but there is more to be done yeah i think you know you it'd be very easy on this journey to sort of almost sort of question thinking well, why did we bring these two businesses together especially in the midst of all of this um uh, dissonance but actually the very thing and nada's expression you've almost sort of created your own disruption you have to go through a period of dissonance of disturbance of disequilibrium to be able to find a new norm that's what evolution shows us and actually doing that now will pay dividends in a couple of years time, even I, I, I would think much, much sooner. Uh, already you're noticing how you can uh, attract different types of client and opportunity because you're drawing upon the strengths of these two aspects now and, and fusing anything. You know, it's the, the old expression, if you want to go quickly, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. You're bringing uh, much more together. You've got much more richness now. And you're also looking at your ecosystem quite interestingly, you know, forming partnerships with different players in different ways. So it is actually a very, I would say, a very exciting time for Willful. I love the name. Now, Willful, it, it conjures up so much in me. Um, I actually mentioned the expression sort of willfulness in, in my books previously. And 
um, and, and, and I sort of weighted um, Rebecca down with a couple of books yesterday when she was here because um, one of the earlier books Illusion of Separation I talk about how willful actually finds its origins in the wild in wilderness it's um, there's the same route there and not in a some way that is in some way chaotic but it's actually undomesticated i.e. it's not it doesn't reduce down our creativity it actually draws upon more of our natural aspects of, of our humanity and it's interesting because you've come up with your own values we've been uh, on, on a journey together and one of them is about you know bringing in more humanity into the workplace being more human being more optimistic and also being more heroic which uh, i think really speaks and you've captured the essence of willful in that now if we start pivoting a bit more now into the actual culture um, how you're finding things. Um, we're, we're talking at the moment about how to shift more, and um, Nada used the expression parent-child, into, say, more adult-adult, more even more self-organizing, self-managing, which is a slightly flatter structure, which brings with it, again, lots of dissonance, lots of challenge, easier not to do it, but, of course, then brings opportunity. Um, where do you feel you're at at the moment with that? How's, how's it feeling in you both? I think we have... Um... As I say, there's 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 a long way to go. We're in a we're in a good place now. I think you know we've as I say we've moved on from the entrenchment, and we are now in a place where we are looking ahead to what the structure of the organisation will be. And values and culture are absolutely critical to that. You know we. Um, We've put a few fundamentals in place, so um, a great physical environment for the team to share and not not just the environment itself, but using events and reasons to come together and, uh, you know, occasions to to pull us all together more frequently because you know socialization is ma is a massively important part of building of building a strong culture um, so you know that's something that we've done and, and we've done things like we had a wellness week where the team came together and they all sort of we did yoga classes and we shared food and uh we sort of all went out to a comedy club together so you know that's about uniting the team um and making us feel you know um, creating bonds but then we have been through a process again at Springwood to encourage the team to work on the future values for the organization because you know it's not just the values we realize that the process of going through the value you know the creation of those values was very important in itself so we brought them to springwood we wanted them to be guided by the regenerative principles that you've you know coached and inspired us with and it was um you know when i we heard the reports we didn't go down because we didn't want to enforce any command and control over this it needed to be organic and it you know we had amazing reports that it was a sort of magical day the process itself you know really brought the team together and we then went through a, a selection and shortlisting process and uh the values that we now have uh, you know we we have them we've shared them there's been a positive response and now we're looking at how we can ensure that those behaviors are throughout the organization the good thing as well is that by putting them out there we have already started to see think you know them naturally coming back behaviors naturally happening and you know you know the hybrid working 
um, debate that's going on and the changes that are going on at the moment, you know, has has really shone a light on that. We have one of our team who um, comes into the office a couple of days a week, but has had some, you know, challenges at home. And um, her partner has had to go back into work full time in the office. And we have been supportive of her going through those challenges and she said to me a couple of weeks ago she said you know this has really you know highlighted the strength of the culture within Willful and you know how important you know actually that it is because it's helped me in my personal life and that's that's about one of our values which is being human so it's already lovely to see that coming through naturally um and and you know there's a lot to look forward to so I think you know we're in a good place but as I say there's there's more to do I'm going to ask you Nada in a minute um to talk a bit about um your own leadership journey um I've known Nada now for some years been real pleasure um, getting to know her over the years and um, Nada actually came here um, on her own first well as part of a, a, an open program a workshop uh, and then that led to um, obviously me getting to know Rebecca and on the journey we're on so I'd like to just dive in now because we'd like to start um, sort of the, wrapping up this podcast um, it's for a little bit about each of you personally you know how are you finding things are there any particular tips or learnings that you've developed along the way um, that might help others in this journey being a CEO even if being a, uh, a CEO with another person alongside you can still be quite lonely uh, and and there is a lot going on in these challenging times so Nada how are you finding things uh, right now and how, how would you um, like to share anything about your own leadership journey well I think the, the thing that's been really energizing for me through this whole process of merging cherish and gong to create willful is that it's forced me out of my comfort zone and, and you mentioned that briefly um, Giles about creating dissonance you know, and it's a it's a glib saying, and I, I think we we all joke about it quite a lot in agency life that every day is a school day. But it, genuinely, um, being challenged, being out of my comfort zone, being stretched, uh, it's been really good for me because I think at the 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 stage of career that I'm at, otherwise, it it could be time to just kind of coast a little bit um, and just you know kind of kick back and, and and let other people take a lot of the um you know the the, the pressure but actually it's it, it's created a really um important new focus and i think in terms of tips for other people um it's probably not the most original tip in the world but i genuinely believe that you know kind of making sure that you are continually put into a situation where you are forced to learn something new um is is very useful you should never ever ever stop learning or think that you know it all yeah i i like that i think creating our own disruptions is it's, 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 we've got this funny thing called the ego which is there to sort of sort of help us um but actually it tries to keep us safe and in so doing keeping us sort of sort of steady and safe we actually undermine our own learning so we've got to almost 
try and actually cajole ourselves into learning. And I was saying to Rebecca just yesterday how, you know, both of you, the amount that has gone on just in the last year since Willful's come together, that what a rich experience, you know, okay, it might not be, you might not see it as an inverted commas a holiday, but it's a massively rich learning experience. So to yourself, Rebecca, what, what, how, how about you and this journey so far? I feel that the last year has really energized me. Um, you know, running your own agency, you do so for so long and you, as, as an artist, you get into patterns and ways of working and it's safe and it's secure and, you know, you're in control of everything. And then all of a sudden that's, you know, there are other people to consider and you can't just make the decisions and move on. And, um, and that, that challenges you. But I've realized over the last year, I have been incredibly energized by it um, and excited by it. And, and that is a wonderful thing um, that has happened. Um, so yeah, I agree with Nada that the, by putting, by opening yourself up to change, by not being afraid of it, by taking the plunge, you know, actually it has, it, it gives you definitely a new energy, a, a new lease of life. And the world that we're in at the moment is a, is a very challenging one. But if I always think that, you know, some of the best innovation, some of the best ideas, some of the best experiences come out of quite difficult times. So I'm, uh, Nada said this to me, you know, I'm an optimist and I will continue to be optimistic um, because, you know, positivity, you know, looking at looking at the, the great things that come out of periods of challenges is really, really important. So that would be my tip. Stay positive. Yeah. In a time of immense change, you know, this is what I refer to as um, humanity's largest macro change program ever that we're experiencing. And actually, if you can adapt and if you can learn to be with this time of immense change, then it's also a, a hugely liberating time for us to evolve, to us to let go of the old ways and embrace the new. As Charles Darwin said, it's not the strongest species that survive, nor the most intelligent, but the ones most able to adapt to change. And this is what Willful is doing. It's Willful by nature. Um, I, I, I have really enjoyed getting to know you both on this journey of Willful. And I'm very much um, looking forward to seeing Willful adapt and evolve in the months and years ahead. Thank you both so much for um, a lovely conversation today. Thank you. Thank you, Giles, for having us. For more on Leading by Nature, you can follow me, Giles Hutchins, on LinkedIn and visit gileshutchins.com for free downloads of tools and practices for regenerative leadership and future fit business. Also, watch out for my latest book, Leading by Nature, The Process of Becoming a Regenerative Leader. Mm -hmm.